and welcome back. It's a new season here at Shamrock Park 2022-2023. We are back once again, repackaged with a new gimmick as we are now going to be referred to as Talk Ports. For our first official episode of uh, the new campaign, I am joined by not one, but two very special guests. First up, Michael Clark. You're a man in demand. I've, I've seen you floating about on a few podcasts recently, but you're a stalwart here on uh, our show. So it's great to have you back for our first episode of the season. Thank you. Pleasure to be here again and loving the new name. So well done, whoever came up with that. Thank you very much. And uh, completing our not so stellar lineup tonight is uh, the tribal chief and long suffering Port Iron supporter, Johnny Dunlop. Johnny, how are you keeping, mate? I am not too bad, Neil. Is that it? That's it. That's all of that's all of that. I'm too warm, Neil, to say anything else. Yes, well, that's what we we're just talking about there before we started. How warm it has been. So I hope, hopefully, everybody has uh, enjoyed their summer. And uh, it feels like, well, it only feels like yesterday that we did the review show and um, talking about the last campaign. Um, and here we are. It's August already. Uh, a new season is about to begin. I suppose it technically has already begun because you had the. The um the charity shield the other day, Michael. But yeah, um, I know we've all had a break. I somehow don't think you have, but because you've been, you know, uh, doing a lot of things recently. So um, we'll we'll start with you first. Then upcoming now, um, for this season, uh, obviously Portadown survived, um, through the relegation promotion playoff there against Annie United, but Warren Point got relegated and they've been replaced by Newry City. So. I'm gonna say the new club on the block, like, but they've been there before. So, what, what, what are you looking forward to this season the most? It's come around so quickly. You're right. I haven't had a break. Um, I, I'm getting one though, so I can't complain. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving you, Irish League fans, for the first couple of weeks. I'm going to be in London this weekend, and then I'm going to be in Italy the weekend after. So I doubt anyone's going to feel too much sympathy for me. So I'm just holding my hands up there before anyone feels too sorry for me. But. The, the whole season I'm looking forward to again. Honestly, I love this league as we all do. Um, there's twists and turns the whole way. Went down to the last day in the title race again. Cliftonville were a surprise package for many in terms of just how far they pushed Linfield. And Linfield, for all the ridicule that seemed to come their way, once again won the Premiership four years now in a row. So will they be able to make it five? Will Glen Torren go through a season without some sort of drama that derails them along the way and all rivals, you know, revel and merriment as something new and spectacular happens to them. There's all the different stories in the top flight. Can Lauren force himself into the picture? Coleraine with the strengthening of their squad. Where are they going to be? There's been so much interesting activity throughout the summer. The eight teams fighting for top six is a huge interest. And then, the rest of the pack fighting for survival. I, I'm putting that out early and, you know, I'm sure Portadown fans, I hope that I'm wrong with my sort of first assessment of this podcast, but that's going to be an amazing one to watch too, because we don't know who's going to come where. Yeah. Yeah. I think everything you said, there's pretty much spot on and you've touched on it already. Uh, I, I, I think any, realistic Portadown fan would agree with you 100% there. I think it's going to be a scrap this season again. Uh, realistically, we've, we've said it for the last couple of years, I think pretty much this time it's going to be Newry replacing Warren Point, so to speak. So you're talking Portadown, Carrick, 
Dungannon and Uri to be in their own sort of mini league. Hopefully that's not the case and Portadown can, you know, do amazing. Um, but obviously expectations have changed now with the years. Johnny, we'll bring you in here now. Um, it's a case of in out, in out, shake it all about here at Portadown this summer because we have had a lot of outgoings and a lot of incomings as well. So we'll start with the outgoings, right? So outgoing uh, from last season, uh, Michael Ruddy, Greg Hall, Paul Finnegan, Harry Doherty, Joyce Doherty, Joyce Shetty, Jamal Dupree, Jack Smith, Adam McCallum, Sam Glenfield, Sam Ward, George Tipton, Harry Anderson, and Nath Kerr. Now, I'll stress a couple of them are unknown, but that's more or less, you could make a start in 11 and a few subs out of that. Uh, uh, but we'll touch more again on, on the outgoings in a second. But incoming, we've had uh, Leo Donnellan, Jonah Mitchell, Jason Akioto, Mark Russell, Jack Evans, Alberto Balde, Lee Upton, Joe Moore, Jordan Jenkins, and Don Detour Tantale. So going by my estimations, we have 14 out of 10 incoming. Like, so, you know, it's a, a lot of change in the squad for the upcoming season. Yeah, certainly is. But listen, I think after the Anna game, when, when we won, I think there was a lot of chat that things needed to change. The squad needed an upheaval. There needed to be new faces coming in, there needed to be players going out. And that's exactly, you know, what has happened. It's, you know, Paul Dune put his own, own stamp on things. Um, so a lot of those players, it, it's it's a long list, but I would say three quarters of those players, you know, there's four or five that came in in January that, that barely figured. Um, yeah. You know, there's, you know, on the face of thing where it seems like a lot of players, there's a lot of players there that maybe wouldn't have played a dozen games between them maybe six or seven of them during the season. Um, so, you know, things had to change. We were all disappointed in how last season went. Um, but, you know, we survived. And, you know, sometimes I think Portadown fans, a lot of us are still in that mindset of the 90s and the, the 2000s when challenging for titles and challenging for cups. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of things have changed at the club. And, you know, we aren't that Portadown of the 90s or the or the 2000s now. Um, and I think we need to be realistic. It needs to be a sense of perspective of where, where we've been and how far we've come. You know, it's six or seven years ago where, you know, the gates were nearly shut up, Portadown. We nearly didn't have any players or our team to cheer on. So I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we'll, we'll always have to think about that. Of course, you don't want to stand still. There needs to be signs of progression every season and, and moving forward. Um. You know, some of the some of the new signings. I know we're, we're talking about the players that have left there, but some of the new signings. You know, we've had a, a bit of mixed bag of results during pre-season. I find it hard to gauge anything on pre-season. To be honest, there's lots of, you know, it's, a lot of it is just getting players minutes, looking at players trailers coming in, playing young kids and stuff like that. So it is hard to gauge. But some of those players, I think, are definitely an upgrade on what we had last season. No time will tell. There, there, there some there are new players to the league and things like that, and we'll have to, you know, time to settle in. But you know, it is what it is. It's, we wanted new players. We wanted new faces. We wanted, um, you know, a, a rebuild of the squad, and that's certainly what's happened over the summer. It is indeed, and actually, I've just realised Harry Murphy. That's another one. I didn't have him on my list there. He's away to the Glens as well. So, but yes, no, you're you're exactly right. Um, I think there was needed to be a, a lot of changes and a lot of fresh faces. And of course, listen, I'm not 
we'll address the elephant in the room here straight away. I said I was going to, like, I'm not going to shy away from it. Obviously, there's been a lot of, I don't want to say negativity because that's maybe the wrong word, but I think there's been a lot of concern, so to speak, you know, especially when you see in social media and stuff, which isn't a, isn't exactly a fair gauge of everything and everyone like so but I think there's a lot of people concerned but you know at the same time the same people that uh, have voiced a lot of concern are the same people that were saying that we needed a whole load of new players like so um yeah it's, it's uh, Alberto Baldi coming back is going to be an interesting one because you know he obviously played you know um, about four years ago and stuff for us and you know was the youngest goal scorer and whatnot and then he got his move across the water so he's coming back he's going to have a point to prove Lee Upton again he was excellent in the, the playoff against Anna I, I, he, he really impressed me like so I think that's a solid signing and then on top of that as well you know you're going to have a lot of players okay a lot of us might know much about them but they're going to have a point to prove and hopefully everything works out well on top of that as well um, and something we didn't have at the start of last season. We're actually going to have Hard Beverland from the start of the season. We're going to have Billy Stedman as well. Um, we're also going to have Kat Mishigo. Uh, Paddy McNally um, was injured for most of last season. So he's going to be like, Luke, you know, Luke Wilson, to go Luke the Wilson as well. Luke, Luke Wilson, club captain, he's going to be back in. And then even at the very start of last season, we didn't have Jethren Barr either. So, you know, that 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 is definitely a positive, you know, ha- having all of them. So, yeah, it's it's it does sort of this summer has sort of seemed like a revolving door, and at the same time, I know there has been some disappointing results in preseason. But like you say, you can't judge it entirely on results in preseason because you could be trying different systems and whatnot. I mean, Michael, you mentioned them before we even started the show. There, you only have to look at Man United, for example. The slap Liverpool four 0 and everyone's going bananas, and then a few weeks later, it's you know, it's not a great start this season for you. So. You can't be a, you can't judge too much in preseason results, um, is what I would say. But I tell you what, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a tough start this season because Port are really gonna they're gonna need to get some points on the board early doors because realistically, you know, it, it's gonna be a scrap again. But up first we have Linfield, and then we uh, that's at Windsor Park, and then we face Corian at home, and we then have Crusaders away, Glentorn at home, Cliftonville at home. <laughs> Carrick away and Lauren at home so you're talking in the first seven games you're, you're talking the top six there plus a massive game against one of your rivals in around the league so Michael I think I think it's safe to say out of all the clubs in the Irish League that Portland have definitely got the hardest start Yeah I'm sure they're not delighted with you know the company that Niffle used to do their draws um, that they've come up with this one it's kind of like you couldn't hit that randomizer button one more time there uh, it's been particularly unkind and you're thinking naturally teams like Carrick Rangers likely to be in and around Porter down again come the end of the season those are the matches that I would imagine you earmark and say you want to try and get three points in you're not going to be able to rest too many players coming into that, are you? Look at that run of games. You're going to be maximum output in terms of energy and you're just going to have to hope that there's no injuries in there as well. Um, I think the thing as hard as the actual fixtures is the fact that there's such a big upheaval in the squad. Players are learning to play with one another against some of the best teams in the country. So it creates the potential for an even greater disparity. If you were starting with a slightly more favourable draw and... Look, anybody that finishes in the bottom two or three positions the next season, there's not going to be not going to be an easy game for them anyway. Let's let's just address that. But 
the way this has worked out, you've a pile of people trying to work out how one another plays. You'll hope there's been an element of that in preseason, but there's nothing like the real thing. And starting against the champions, uh, <laughs> good luck because that's a that's a scary one, isn't it? The, the Sunday fixture, everyone will be wondering, um, you know, what that will be like. Will there be a bigger crowd on a on a different day? Um, will it be a, a memorable day for the right reasons or for all the wrong ones? And I don't know how optimistic you would be at any time in recent years going to Windsor Park to play Linfield. But when you've um, lots of question marks, look, it's a chance to it's a chance to prove that the naysayers are wide of the mark. But this is a, a tough one. Let's not uh, mess about here. And uh, it's hard to see Portadown getting something from it. But uh, had it been at Shamrock Park, maybe a slightly different one because you seem to be able to grind out draws or at least the previous incarnation of Portadown were able to, to grind out some results at Shamrock Park. Uh, let's see what this kind of... We'll call them Portadown 2.0 and see if that is the case. You're, you're entirely right there, what you're saying. Obviously, opening game away to the champions. But could this be a good time to play them? Because obviously... Linfield are going to have the distraction of European football here. So could they maybe have their eye on that? Because, you know, the, the carrots there from the, the end of the stick, you know, realistically, they're going to get knocked out by Zurich and then they'll be in the Conference League playoff. Um, and without even going into that whole debate, they will probably fancy their chances of getting through. But realistically, we know it's going to be a difficult tie. But will Linfield maybe have their eye on that instead and might just take their eye off the ball, you know, when it comes to Porto down? It's hard to imagine that Linfield will approach it in a lax way. But at the same time, there could be the fatigue from the European games. Equally, would they be sharper having played them? You'll be hoping that they make a few changes and that you can catch them on the hop early. I don't see them playing their first home game of the season in a in a poor fashion. But I, I, I take the point that you're saying. Um, you, you'll be hoping that in some way They'll be slightly, I don't know, off the pace with their mind on their European endeavours. But um, I, I would love to be a bit more optimistic for you, but I would fear for Portadown on opening day, to be honest with you, or opening weekend as it is this time. Johnny, is it a case of Portadown are going to have to deploy the the bus, the jumbo jet, the train, everything on the pits that day and to keep the blues out? I think so. Um, you know, knocking at our are opening six or seven fixtures. So if Linfield had got those six or seven opening fixtures, they would have been saying how difficult it was. There's no, there's no doubt about it. That we have the hardest of the hardest opening fixtures that you could possibly get. Um, so you know, I think this is probably going to be. I'm going to use this word a lot during this podcast. Perspective, a lot of perspective will have to be needed. Um, listen. Going back to the chapter about preseason, I've seen Porter Down teams go through preseason and win every game in preseason. And when it comes to to your bread and butter, have have fallen badly. And I've seen it vice versa as well. Um, so you know why we're talking now about results in preseason. Sometimes I think clubs get in their pre different clubs are in a preseason bubble where they they concentrate on their own and they say, Oh, we were we were beat by Dundala, we were beat by this week. No, I think Glen Alvin were beat by Valley Clare in preseason. I think Armagh City maybe beat Dungan and Swifts so the, you know so suppose we're stuck we're a tunnel vision about how Porter Down have done in pre-season against some of the lower teams but other teams in the league have also struggled and had ropey results as well but 
because they're friendlies, you don't necessarily sort of maybe goes over our head a wee bit. Um, in regards to the Linfield fixture, listen, I have seen Portadown teams going for league titles get absolutely hammered at Windsor back under Ronnie oh. McFall. I think we didn't win a game at Windsor Park between, was it maybe 2001, 2002 until 2015? So even Portadown teams that were winning leagues, winning cups, never done well at Windsor. So, you know, I think that needs to be thought of as well. Um, on, the, on the subject, you know, you were talking there about if it's a good time to play on feet. You know, it possibly is. A point that was made to me as well um, was, is it a good time for, for Portadown maybe to have a, these sort of set of fixtures as such? There's not free hits, because I know that there's no free hits. But, you know, you're not playing really... Do we have Carrick maybe in amongst the first seven fixtures, is it? Carrick is the, the sixth fixture, and then they play Lauren at home after that so, as well. you know, once you're coming into playing those teams, these games, a game against Linfield isn't going to define Borderline's season. You know, it's your fixtures against the teams around you, your Carrick Rangers, your Dungannon Swifts, your Newry City. Is it a case of, by the time Borderline are coming to play those teams... The team has bedded in, has settled, knows how to play. There's those relationships built. By the time they are coming to play those teams, that results will really don't results matter at all times. But you know, give me a, a win over a Cart and Gannon Swifts and Yuri. They're they're your six pointers. By the time you come to play those games, that team, Doolan's team, has maybe settled in. They've had those five or six fixtures for the players to get to know each other to work on tactics and stuff like that. So, you know, there, there's maybe that, there's that trend of thought as well. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not going to complain if we're, if we're big Linfield. And, and, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I think there's there's a lot of moving parts regarding the, the opening six or seven fixtures. And there's a lot of different ways that you could look at it. Uh, cue a 1-0 victory away to Windsor Park, but then an 8-0 defeat against Carrick then. Is that what you're saying then, basically? <laughs> Well, you put it like that, Neil. No, <laughs> you're not selling it, Timmy. Uh, no, listen, you're 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 100% there. It is, but this for this show, we're actually going to focus on the Limfield, the Korean, and the Crusaders fixtures. And I like, I mean, you're you are right. Uh, it is a case of hopefully, then by the time they play Carrick and Yuri and Dungannon and whatnot, the team is sort of bedded in, but. Uh, we're going to talk a, a, a bit about, we'll make a few predictions on this show, um, but I've seen a few predictions on other podcasts and other Twitter feeds and local journalists and stuff. And a lot of people are actually tipping Porter down to finish last and get relegated. I'm okay with that because it's sort of like a chance to prove people wrong. And then on top of that as well, does it maybe take the pressure off Porter down a wee bit? There, there is definitely going to be pressure. No, for all those clubs down at the bottom. But if a lot of people are saying Portadown are definitely going to be the one going down, but then say Portadown obviously ran more of a fight of it, it sort of puts pressure on other clubs as well. But do, do you know what I'm saying? I don't think Paul Dillon will be saying to the players, despite the fixtures we've just discussed, certain matches are a free hit. Because the last thing he wants going into the game of Carrick Rangers is five played, five lost, minus whatever goal difference, pressure all of a sudden on, it's an away match. People hate going to Carrick, well aware of that. So all of a sudden um, you have that sort of mountain to overcome. So 
you have to try and back your squad and, and see what you can do with these games and just try and as I think you know Johnny actually makes a great point in terms of the perspective of it. Fans need to realize what you're going into here, but equally it's it's kind of how you climb that mountain. If you just say, well, everyone thinks we're going to finish bottom, is that a bit sort of you're you're opening yourself up there to that almost half accepting that already going well look this is what everyone else already thinks so if we only win a couple of games that's more or less what everyone's thinking of us I think you can you can nearly need and maybe that's not what you're suggesting but you kind of nearly need to be defiant of it and say we we are not the worst team in this league we are not going to lose these matches whether that means drawn and, and ugly and needing a bit of luck elsewhere fine um because you know if you want to focus on the positives imagine getting a scalp in one of those first few games what that would do for a new group of players. If you can get a win, you can get three points in one of those games going, I'll tell you what, if we can beat Crusaders or Glentoran or, or whoever, if we can beat them, we can beat Carrick Rangers, we can beat Newry, we can beat Dungan and Swifts. And the momentum of that nearly, you know, because what was it? Someone said to me, you need like eight or nine wins to sort of guarantee safety. Try and get them on the board early. Do a character did last season. And uh, I'm get the points on the board early and then sure that the second half of the season mightn't be playing sailing, but at least they'll be a bit more comfortable. You don't want to be in a position where you're six, seven points behind the teams that you think are in and around you and then having to go and play them. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're chatting there and you just never know. I mean, you might find with all these new signings, it could turn Port on into a title winning team. You just, you just, you just don't know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm being realistic. It's all that's probably not going to happen. Like, but you just, you just don't know. That's the thing. It's it's a lot of unknown, and I think you know what it's like. People are always afraid of the unknown. Like, and I think that's why people are like, ah, oh, you know, haven't signed off experience and stuff. And then I think for me personally, obviously in the last sort of four or five days, Portland have obviously signed a, a few more players, which is good because it, before that it was a case of like fifteen outgoings and only four or five have been signed. So it was like a massive deficit. But now that more have been brought in, you know, it's it can be a bit, lift the clouds a wee bit. But no, regards to those fixtures, you're entirely right. But then last season as well, we we're talking about this. You know, we've got Corian at home here next week. And Portown beat Corian. I'm drew with him at Shamrock Park last season. Um, In fact, out of the top six teams last season, the only team out of the top six that Portadown didn't take points off last season was actually Crusaders and Crusaders nicked a last minute winner against us in a game it was it was the day um, was Paul Gooden had actually appointed yeah mm. and Ben Kennedy nicked a last minute winner for them um, but you know we drew with Glentor we drew with Linfield um, <clears throat> we drew with Lauren as well um, and stuff so big Korean so you know Shamrock Park for this season you know if we can turn it into a bit of a fortress as well and obviously pick up points against the teams that realistically are going to be in the round us and you know you're always giving yourself a chance there so that's Linfield's obviously up first Corian's up second then Johnny what have you made of Corian's business so far this summer because for me they're actually going to be I think Corian are going to be very strong this season they're my tip to be a surprise package well if that's even a surprise I don't really know but you get my gist Mm -hmm. Arguably, probably, you know, looking at looking at the, the transfer activity, I think Corey and Mabby have had the best transfer window out of the uh, the top clubs. You know, I think they've signed well. They've signed from, you know, top players from from within the league. Um, I just, 
I know it might be a surprise package and stuff like that. There, there is that possibility. I always find it hard to to look past the likes of, of a Linfield and stuff. I think Colwyn will, will challenge. Um, but no, they, I think they've had a, a great summer transfer window. Um, but, you know, out of our, our opening fixtures, like you say, I think Shamrock Park has to be a bit of a fortress. I think that's you know we need to that's where we're gonna we've picked up the bulk of our points in the in the last couple of seasons with our, our home form against the top teams, and um, so we need to keep that going starting with that goal win game. Yeah, Michael, I was listening to you on another podcast earlier on, and you were talking about Corian and you were saying about Corian might mix it up and maybe be playing Lyndon Kane and in midfield this season stuff mm. because of the you know they brought up obviously brought in the likes of Jarvis and Lee Lynch and stuff like what 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 do you make of them this season? Yeah, I've been impressed with the business. I think it was required as well. They probably wish they could have had a better January after things started to wobble quite badly in December for them and they had a miserable season. It was 15 defeats in the league, which is remarkable. They were well off the pace in terms of the title race and then you know misery compounded with a League Cup final. So um, it was a season to forget for the bandsiders. I think they will, with the signings they've made, naturally improve Again, I would agree with Johnny. I think it's going to be hard for them to crack the top three as I look at it. Um, then the question mark with you know Lauren Crusaders, can they get above either of them? Um, but look, Oren Kearney is a great manager. Um, with those players, you're leading to that potential change of position. I just think if Conor McDermott's coming in, it's unlikely that he's left Cliftonville to go to Corian to be a backup right back. So if he's going to play right back, Lyndon Kane as a teenager was a midfielder, so we could see that happen again. Um, it'll be a game, actually, when you look at it. It's your second match. It's at home. Korean players are betting in, too. Can you mix it with them whilst they're still figuring things out? Um, I have to say, that game at Shamrock Park last year, the nil-nil, felt like the day that would never end for me, the, the one neutral in the ground. That was one of the worst matches that I have had the misfortune of watching. Uh, but if you could do that, to be honest, if you could do that a few times at home, it's not going to do you too badly, is it? Um, I think the big thing for Portadown this season, the more I think about it, is scoring more. I'm thinking about some of the players you have, the ones that I know more of. It's good strength and defence there, isn't there? And I, I agree that Upton probably will be a shrewd addition on top of the returning players from injury and everything. Was your goal return last season really, really was the big issue? Because when you looked at the draws, Portadown drew 10 games in the league, which is actually the same amount as Cliftonville. Linfield drew 11. So it's not like um, you couldn't have a couple more draws. It's, it's trying to stop that uh, losses column being as heavy as it was and the route to doing that's more goals. So will you have enough power in attack? Um I'll be keen to see how the new boys go, but do you think that they're going to take the handbrake off in these first few matches, or you know, going into the Korean game, gentlemen? Um, you've you've seen the guys in preseason. Are they going to say we can get at these? Let's try and get an early goal, or is this going to be uh, defend, 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 and see where it goes? Go ahead, Johnny. <laughs> I, I really, I really don't know. I can, I can, I can probably see us going defensive. To be honest. Mm. Um, maybe try to look at frustrating teams, you know, frustrating the likes of, of Linfield, Corian, and things like that. You know, we have plenty of pace in the team now. You know, um, the addition of Joe Moore, um, signed there, I think it was just confirmed last night. 
he played in the, the game against Seagull in the, the George Richardson Memorial Cup. And he is he is speedy now. You know, him and, and Billy Steadman and um Mark Russell, you know, they've all with quite a bit of pace there now. So I could see us looking at frustrating teams and, and trying to catch teams in the break, perhaps. You do come with the element of surprise as well, because it isn't just the supporters and the journalists trying to figure out who the new players are and what way they play. I'm sure the opposing teams will feel the same way. So you might have an opportunity there to surprise a couple of teams, whether it's somebody happens to have an unreal set piece um, that the people aren't ready for, whatever the case may be. I actually think, I know this is a horrible old cliche that gets trotted out in football seasons, but it feels like a year where the 12th man is going to be massive for Portadown. You, you can't have a scenario where the fans are turning on the players or the manager early doors, and maybe there's no suggestion of that happening, and I always hope not because I never like to see it happen, but with unforgiving fixtures, you want everyone to try and, as you say, make the home ground a fortress and make it harder for the away side um, and not get on anybody's back if their first touch for their new team isn't quite right or whatever the case may be. You see, going back to last season there, you know, you're, you're saying there might be turning Shamrock into a fortress and, and getting good numbers there and stuff and, and a good support. I hope that, like, I hope despite, you know, maybe a few preseason results, I hope that doesn't, you know, put people off and stuff. And even the, like, I'm hoping that you know with the game against Anna at Shamrock Park there, you know in May, and it was absolutely packed out. Uh, and I'm really hoping that you know even if from that fixture itself, obviously mm-hmm. there would have been a lot of neutral zone as well. But I'm hoping from that fixture that even even if they got 70, 80 people from that, that decide, oh, I'm going to come this season, and then you've got 70, 80 people's worth of you know obviously pen into the ground, maybe buy a coffee, maybe get a a shirt and stuff, and you know it, it's. It, it, that's what I'm hoping from the Anna game from last season, you know, because it was packed out and stuff for people watching on the streams and stuff. And I'm really hoping that, you know, more and more people will have come to Shamrock Park, you know, after after that Anna game and stuff. And you're you're entirely right there. You know, it's about all pulling together and in, in the same direction and stuff. And hopefully that will help turn Shamrock Park into a fortress. But um, the third game we're going to cover tonight, um, unfortunately, is, is another away fixture. Uh, and um, that is against Crusaders, the Irish Cup winners. Uh, Seaview in recent years hasn't been a ground where Portadown uh, seemed to travel well to. So, yeah. Um, Michael, what do you reckon of Crusaders this season then? Well, we know it won't be easy. Um, Basel weren't even able to win at Seaview, lads. So... Another tough one. Your your record doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, save you, inspire people. But again, I don't think the history really applies here. It's a different group of players, and you can go and maybe try and shock the system, score early, see what works out. I mean, if objectively looking at the fixtures of the three, sort of strangely, I think Korean is the one that leaps out to me as the one that gives you a bit of a chance, but. Uh, like Crusaders, formidable side, they're decent in Europe, have strengthened maybe not as much as what you might have expected. They have a new striker in Abbey, they've Rory McEwen, who was a very capable under 21s player in his day and um, seemed to do well in the, the charity shield. Um, but how's he going to do in the Premiership? That'll be what we want to see. Um, coming in from Wellington Olympic, um, can't imagine that transfer to the Irish League is a common one. 
but you know what you're getting from Crusaders. They haven't changed much. So in terms of what to expect, it's the same opposition, more or less from last season, minus Cadell, who has retired. Paul Heatley apparently still does amazing things based on the fact that he's still adding his highlight reel. So infuriatingly for any Porter Down fans hoping that the, some of the old guard are going to be, I don't know, waning in their powers. That's probably not realistic. So, um, yeah, a, a potentially another very difficult day out, but never say never. What do you think, Johnny? What's your take? Going to save you on a Tuesday it's night. always a difficult, difficult place to go. Put it down at the moment. Everywhere is a difficult place to go over the past couple of seasons. I think our last victory there was on an opening day around about what 2015. 2015. Darren Murray, I think Darren scored. scored a couple and then got sent off for fixing the shin pad to take his time walking back. I think that's the last time we did save you. Um, but I think Michael made a great point earlier on about historical results. You know, in a way, I had referenced about the Linfield games and stuff, you know, but you know, the, the current Border Down team won't know anything about historical results. Most of the Border Down team won't know how Border Down done on the opening day of last season, never mind how they've done <laughs> against Crusaders over the past 10 or 10 years or so. So I think, you know, that's, that's a brilliant point there. Um, but Michael, I think you also made a great point earlier on. A lot of these teams won't know anything about Border Down. You know, I thought it was interesting. I think it was a Burnley over pre-season. Only played one game in front of fans and didn't allow any of their pre-season friendlies to be recorded. So when they went into their championship season, nobody knew what they were what they were going up against. And I suppose you have that um that scenario as well where Linfield, Korean Crusaders, you're not going to know how Bordown's going to set up. They're not going to know a, a big lot about the players that they're going to be playing against because, let's face it, as Bordown supporters, we don't really know a big lot about some of these these players and how Bordown's going to set up. Um, so, you know, the, there's that scenario as well. Listen, I'd snatch your hand off for a draw. Of course I would. Um, but, you know, it's a way game. It's going to be tricky. Um, so I'll take a draw, but I'm not expecting one, to be honest. I love that idea, actually, of who's going to be the first Irish league manager to be caught up a ladder trying to peer in and figure out who all <laughs> these new boys are. Who's the most likely? We know Linfield fans travel with ladders and we're very good at being spotted by the TV cameras when, um, obviously, such times as there was uh, a limit or an exclusion of fans getting in, sadly. Uh, thank goodness we're past that, or at least it seems to be the case. Hopefully we never return to it. But um, I just really enjoy that idea. It's tickled me now. Just somebody trying to get a wee look in and go, what way is Dylan going there? Is that a is that a three, a five, a four at the back? What's he doing for us? What what, what manager could you picture doing that? I can picture one. <laughs> well, well, you have to tell us now, Neil, because I'm, no, I, I'm just so curious. I just, I, just uh, I could see Stuart King doing that. Not not in a bad way. I just it's just funny. I was listening to uh, one of the Irish League podcasts the other day, and it was the, the two guys that were hosting it. I think it's Flying Nets, it's called, and uh, they were talking about uh, Irish League um, players or managers, whatever that have been spotted in different places, just random places, and they made a one day eleven of it. 
and they made Stuart King the manager and um, because he had been spotted in Cardiff dressed up as Superman. So just I, I thought of that when you said about climbing up a ladder. So it's like that's why I thought Stuart King would be a good one for that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Stuart's probably been spotted in all sorts of places and all sorts of get-ups. Uh, I think he's had a very good summer just based on what he was telling me the other day when I was having a catch up with him for my programme. But yeah, it's there's a you know join in on social media. You know, make sure you you tag the fellas and, and tell them where you've spotted a manager or whatever. I'm sure there's a few Portadown legends have been uh, located in random resorts. I always think it's funny when you know like ex players are just relaxing on holidays and they think they're safe. They're in Alcudia or something, and then they hear an accent from home. Someone's twigged them, and they're like, even here, even here. Um, and that's you know I think just it shows you the the sort of the funness we have of the league and isn't it nice actually there's so many podcasts popping up there's so many people actually want to talk about the league so no matter some teams are feeling a bit more apprehensive coming into the new season some teams are feeling very sure of themselves and you know and forever shall be the case but it's great that so many people are talking about the league and want to see what's happening and even if people are writing people off it's I'm loving all these opinions at the moment. It's um, It feels like a really good time to be an Irish League football fan and we're getting to see a good calibre of player. The fact that, you know, you've had such an upheaval and you've brought people in from all over even shows, you know, that maybe the strength of the Irish League now because you're bringing in players from England who are coming in when the club is not at a strong point. You know, it's not like maybe some of the halcyon days we were like, well, let's let's look to Scotland and, you know, all the rest of it and come and challenge for a title, you're saying, come to Port Down and let's fight for survival, potentially, which doesn't sound to maybe some of us, because we've been around for so long, as the biggest sell in the world, but it shows you the league now that the people want to be a part of our league, and that actually might mean that you're getting better players than we realise at the, at the moment as we record this. Yeah, indeed, right. You're talking there about different opinions of different people and whatnot, Michael. So I'm going to put you on the spot here straight away. So said we're going to do some predictions, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're both your both of you are getting this, right? Okay. So Michael, who is going to win the premiership? Linfield. I've had a okay. while to think about it. I think I do think Linfield. Um you know, there's a reason that adage is in place. If you finish above them, you win the league. Um, they've earned that right. They're the defending champions. Cliftonville, can they not just replicate what they did last season, but emulate it? It's a huge ask. Uh, Glen Torren surely are going to put up a, a strong test this time. Like, I mean, how they finished last season, to me, but blew my mind. I'm sure it's blown theirs because it felt like they were in such a strong position to win the league. So uh, I think it's going to be tight again, but at the moment I'm still tipping the Blues. Okay, good answer. Uh, Johnny? And I will second everything Michael has said. I fully agree that Linfield are the team, team debate and I agree with the motto that if you finish above Linfield you win the league and I just cannot see anybody finishing above above Linfield. I think teams will will flirt with them a wee bit, they'll challenge them, but I think ultimately Linfield will win the league. And I probably think going out the limb here, I think they'll win it quite comfortably. So would I? I think the, the probably the real battle will be for second place. Um I think the likes of Glen Torn, Lauren, um Cole Rain. Cliftonville Crusaders, I think that's where your real um 
real challenge is going to be. I always, you know, you look at the, you know, rhyming those top teams off, and you know, you look at no, is it only is it three or four teams? Uh, get Europe is it top two in the act? Four teams, you know, you you rhyme those teams off, and you know, to think that two of those teams at the end of the season won't achieve European football with it, you know, with the the money that you know that's going about the Irish league at the moment. Um, a bit mad. Um, I think there'll probably be a couple of managerial upheavals as well during the season. Um, but no, I think Linfield for the title. Okay. I I, I don't want to I don't want to go into murky waters and say who's going to get relegated because we're going to be in and around that realistically, and I don't want to scuss. <laughs> you should ban it, shouldn't they? Should they should just increase the league next year? Yeah, that, 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 that was... is it Dungan and Swifts that always benefit whenever is it Dungan and Swifts have finished bottom three times and each time they finish bottom there's been no relegation, isn't that? They finished bottom during the COVID no relegation season. They finished bottom whenever they expanded the league to is it sixteen teams around the the early two thousands as well. They are the the escape artists of relegation. Yeah, I don't think so... anyone's going to have an escape. From what um, awaits the bottom team, so uh, the incentive is there. Don't be, don't be in amongst it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even going to do a prediction for relegation because uh, it's, uh, it's, it's. Yeah, I don't want to scud Portland at all. If it was asked now, do you think Portland will stay up? I'm going to say yes, but I think who actually who would come bottom? I think it's it's very hard to call, and I don't want to particularly call one, and then we get beat by said team like. <laughs> Time or something, man. Do you know what I mean? But I think you're pinned is. up on the wall of the dressing room. Neil <laughs> is the the quote. <laughs> I know. Well, sure. Look what happened. Uh, it was one of the first episodes we ever did of the previous show, and uh, we got asked for a prediction for Portland playing Warren Point on the Saturday, and we, myself, Dave, and Chris Sherrod all picked Portland to win, and then we could beat. And there was a video made by some Warren Point fan it was like, and put our quotes on it, and then. It was all this laughing in the background, and then it was four points scoring the goals. But it was actually quite funny. Like to be I'm fair, saying, like yeah, you have to love it. Like, football. We all have opinions. Some of them are going to be wrong. And fair play to the people brave enough to put their names to opinions, because as we all see on the internet every day, somebody looks an ass for having an opinion. Uh, so. That's the, the very nature of it, and uh, particularly as Portadown Down fans, I can understand why you, you back your team uh, all the way, and sometimes that's not going to work out. But um, no, look, it'll be interesting to see what the first wrong prediction of this is. Well, because uh, it'll probably be one of mine, but sure. The, 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 the predictions <laughs> haven't finished yet, so the two the, the cups obviously you've got the, the Irish Cup and the League Cup. Who's going to have a good season in the cups? Who's going to lift some silverware this season? Johnny, you can go first. It's a tough one. Um, Clintonville like a good cup competition, so I always find it hard to look past them. I think Glentorn really need some sort of silverware this season. Um, I was going to say if they don't win any silverware, Mick will get the sack, but he's not going to sack himself, so he'll probably stick <laughs> out. Um, I'm going to go Clintonville for the League Cup, and I think Glentorn will win the Irish Cup. Okay. Um, uh, do you know what? Sorry, go ahead, Michael. No, I, I was going to say I, that's for that's pretty much what I was going to say. I I was in my own head when you were talking there. As much as I was listening, I was thinking, "Oh, what do I want to say?" And I had Glen Torrance for the Irish Cup. Um, 
But I tell you what, just so we're we're being a bit different, I'll say Corinne for the League Cup. Um, beaten finalist last time, so maybe go a bit further. Are we going all the way down to the Mid-Ulster? Like, Lorne will obviously win the county antrim because that's now theirs. Yeah. So, um, you know, Mid-Ulster, who's, who's your money on this year? Can you do it? <laughs> uh, Tandergy Rovers probably win that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Here, do you know what? I'm just going to throw it out there. Screw it. Everyone's going Pittenville, Glen Thorne or whatnot. Port of Anne are going to win the League Cup this year. Throwing it out there. Stranger <laughs> <laughs> things have happened, boys. I don't think they have, Neil. <laughs> I was thinking Johnny's silence was quite deafening. There. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I'll take the Ulster Cup, though. I'll take it. Well, do you know mm-hmm. what, Neil? If nothing else, you've made me feel relaxed about my predictions because if anything's getting clipped. <laughs> uh, no. Um, you know yourself, it's all luck of the draw and all when it comes to Cups now, but why not? Why not have a bit of optimism? You know, realistically, if you're a team down at the bottom of the league, you know, Cups should be a bit of respite and stuff and, you know, give you an opportunity to put a, a bit of smile on fans' faces and stuff. And, um, yeah, why not? Why not? You know, as I said, luck of the draw and you, for all you know, you could be a, ma- a game away from a final. Do you know what I mean? So or a registration not? issue. Who knows? <laughs> I will. This is very true. Um, folks, before we go here, I just want to say one thing because obviously it happened since um, we did our last show last season. And that is just to congratulate uh, Mark Beatty, who has been a, a guest on this show on numerous occasions on his appointment as uh, the general manager of uh, Portadown so congratulations to Mark and uh, wish him all the best in his new role at the club and I'm sure he, he will no doubt be a, a massive success so yeah there we go I think that's uh, a good way to wrap up Johnny thank you for coming on the show and I'm, I have no doubt I'll hear from you very soon and uh, Michael as always it's been an absolute pleasure having you on and uh, hope you enjoy your trip to London and uh, Italy you're going to see Coldplay aren't you? I am. I'm going to see Coldplay. Um, <laughs> I'm also going to see Beauty and the Beast. I have quite the itinerary. Um, it isn't all my own doing, but it should be really good fun, to be fair. And then Milan, um, I've got a bit more of a say on, so I'm going to see Inter Milan. And uh, the other half, really can't wait to see them play Spezia. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, at least you've got uh, a lot planned and hopefully enjoy that. So, um, as always, folks, thank you for uh, watching and listening. And uh, on top of that, don't forget to like and subscribe to We Are, we Are Ports TV's YouTube channel. You can also find this on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, etc., etc. So if you want to subscribe to them, um, like it, leave us a comment, leave us some negative feedback, whatever the heck you want. Just respond in some fashion and we'll be happy. So as always, thank you. Come on the ports. <laughs> <laughs>